Welcome to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive into those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we look at a movie that either we or our guests love, but society shames them for. We peek in each nook and cranny for every bright spot, keeping the public at bay while watching these movies like the miracles that they are. Today, we're testing our luck and step dancing into a pot of gold as we cover one of the staple Disney Channel original movies, Luck of the Irish. I'm your host, Olivia Slap and Swatters, the lioness. Now below me is our lovable editor and toilet paper hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> told you that, guys. Told you that in confidence, guys. Uh, Aaron Salinas. But I, I, I'm not hoarding it. I just happened to not. sign up. For I mean, a toilet that's paper subscription company. Uh, subscription. That's crazy the markup that you put on the toilet paper whenever you're selling it to people in need. And I'm just saying, if you would like a roll, I have no problem giving you one <laughs> for the small fee of $35. But hey, we could also work out a barter system. He's not a hoarder. I just pulled that stuff out of my butt. Like toilet paper. Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> but... Aaron's, Aaron's like the Joe Pesci of the toilet paper world. He's just like, it'd be a shame if something uh, happened to that butt of yours. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good impression of Pesci. That was... Thank you. Was, was the I wasn't even aware I, I had it. a Pesci until just now. <laughs> but I felt it was important to get it right there. <laughs> And the executive chief archivist and best Pesci impersonator on the pod is... It's it's Kenny Madison, executive chief archivist of Flat Films. Nice. <laughs> I'm guys, not recording it, guys. What are we drinking, we're, folks? Um, nothing. I don't have anything right now. I should because I always have the thirst. Low H2O. I am currently but, drinking uh, a green tinted Mountain Dew Diet Mountain Dew Baja Blast from Taco Bell. Oh, they do a Diet Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Yeah, which is that's definitely been one of my go to drinks while being on Weight Watchers because it is zero points. Oh, nice! Hey. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, you got I'm, lucky there. Yeah. Hey, and it's green like a shamrock. Yes. yes. And my yes. hair is kind of green. Yeah, it's getting And there. by kind of green, it's I mean, I, it straight up looks green. Because the turquoise and the blonde are kind of battling it out, kind of? Yes, it's basically the Civil War on my scalp right now. Much like the Troubles in Ireland. <laughs> I mean, did you did you figure out how to invent the potato chip during that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, so I feel like just in case our listeners are a little lost, let's let's give them a little bit of background of what's happening this month. Guys, by the time you're listening to this episode, this is the first week of Decomber. So we are going to be covering the iconic Disney Channel original movies. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. We're, we're shame watching. You're listening to Decomber. Exactly. So this week we decided to cover one of the more notable films and you're probably thinking why are we focusing on something that's so like actually they don't they don't really cover saint patrick's day in this movie surprisingly but like why are we covering something yeah. that's not christmas related for why for holiday related it is clearly set on some sort of arbitrary heritage day but it it's it's right there yeah, but all I know is they still, to this day, show this on St. Patrick's Day. I know this is they, still Disney's go-to. Yeah. Oh, my and gosh. And it's been... We're going on 20 years. It's celebrating its 20th birthday in March. Shit. Why, why have they not made a new one? Like, I'm honestly surprised. It's a good... I like this movie. It's good. Like, it's an easy watch. It's just... Uh, it's just right there. No, the way Disney is, I'm surprised they have still left it out there in the ether. Yeah. Yeah. When was uh, when but, was the first time you saw this movie? Do you remember? I don't know if I saw it on its release, and I there was a period when we didn't have Disney Channel. There was like a weird thing going on with with like the cable company in our city. Truly dark um, times. It was it was strange times. My we didn't have Food Network. My mama was at a loss. It was real. No, my Food my Network. dad as 
Yeah, as long as they had the local news, my dad really didn't care. Um, but yeah, with my <laughs> me and my mom were very distraught for a period of time. Um, but what about Sci-Fi I, Channel? That was always a go-to. Okay, it, sci-fi good. Sci-Fi was available. Um, I I don't know if I caught this on the premiere, but I was in single digits. I do remember that. So I was probably like seven or maybe under ten when I first saw it, and I always thought it I. Heritage has always kind of interested me, even as a kid. Like, I think it's important to understand where you come from. And even, like, (laughs) at a young age, I was like, well, I know, like, with my last name, you know, I'm probably Mexican or Spanish heritage. And then I was like, but I I don't know where, like, you know, common Americanized white names, like, like Smith or or Johnson or something like that kind of comes from and that was kind of and mm-hmm. this kind of like piqued my interest more but yeah I've, I've always been a fan of luck of the irish Kenny how about you So the first time that I saw this movie was whenever I got dropped off not even to just be babysat I was literally just dropped off at someone's house and I cannot tell you how rare that this happened. It's the only time that my my dad had a friend, maybe still has a friend, who knows, that owned a train store, like a model train store, and he would take me over there every week, and he would go play with trains while I would read in the corner because that's the kind of kid I am. My dad would be the one that would be playing with toy trains, and I would just kind of be reading diagrams of Star Trek ships and reading up on movie news from, like, the time I was eight years old. On brand. <laughs> so and was this movie on and it caught your interest that day? I'm working up to it, Aaron. Oh, so... <laughs> uh, so at some point, my dad's friend... His son's school had a trivia night to raise funds because it was a private school. And so my my dad and my mom went out to the trivia night and there were alcoholic beverages and they needed to just put me somewhere. So they put me at my dad's friend's house. It's the only time I ever went over there. It was awesome. They had a can of new Coke still in the can, which Ooh. was rad. I was just because I was just obsessed with the Cola Wars whenever I was a kid. Because, again, just look at me. That's kind of on brand. And we watched Luck of the Irish there. I specifically remember watching that movie there and no other time. I don't think I've ever seen it (laughs) since. But it made a pretty big impression on me. I I, will get into it later. We'll get into it later. Yes. Yes, we will. Olivia? Yeah. Um, so I remember seeing the previews for this film every time they were going to show it on Disney Channel for like that night or the, you know, like that week. Uh, they were showing like the upcoming DCOM schedule. And uh, I knew it was about a boy who discovers he's a leprechaun. But I actually had not seen this movie like from beginning to end until this morning, which is weird. Really? Yeah, I, I'd seen parts of it. I had seen parts of it growing up. I want to say, like, Aaron, like you, I was in single digits. But here I am, 27 and a half years old, and I finally saw it from beginning to end. And I have a lot of thoughts on it. Like, No shit. Oh, wow, Olivia. Yeah. I thought for sure this just would have been in your wheelhouse. No, like, no that's, that'll be next week's episode, but I don't want to spoil that for people just yet. That's like me in Greece. I have seen probably every scene in Greece, but I don't think I've seen it in sequential order. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so strange. Like, I know exactly what happens in that movie. It's weird. I've seen Greece too in order before I saw the first Greece. Really? Yeah. Go listen to the Greece wow. 2 episode. It's a banger. Also, uh, the same the same was uh, with Moulin Rouge. Like, I had, I had not seen it from beginning to end until before we recorded the episode so i don't know what it is just you know listeners if you're like concerned like should i be watching movies from beginning to end every time we're here to tell you that sometimes it doesn't happen that way but you know you can always you always have that opportunity to do that at a later time 
yeah, go go watch movies the way that you want to watch them because it's entertainment. Enjoy it on your own terms. Would I prefer it if you watched it without distractions? Most definitely, because filmmakers work hard. And also, you're your own person. You live an incredibly hard life. You're probably working 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 hours a week. And whenever you go chill out and relax and put on a movie, if you choose to put on a movie, put it on on your own terms, girl. You deserve a good night. With that being said, start with the Chronicles of Riddick and start, then Pitch Black. Yeah, he outruns yes. the sun. Yes, he does. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. I mean, Olivia's they got out Red a Leprechaun movie. in this one. Sure. So oh. it's... Yes. Yeah, there's there's a lot of... Um, there's, there's some antics that happen in this movie. So before we deep dive into it, Kenny, could you provide us a little bit of context? Absolutely. I'd love to provide a little bit of context in the segment that we like to call the context. Hit it, Olivia. Context. It's amazing that you do that every time live. I know. I I, I even prepped my vocal cords extra. <laughs> extra. So. <hard> <clears throat> In preparing my research for The Luck of the Irish, being the executive chief archivist of Flat Films, I was shocked to learn that there were no, well, there was one critical review of this movie, and it was positive. Because one of the things that we like to do for Shame Watch is pick a review that is kind of negative and explain why someone might feel a little bit of shame about it. Aaron, am I boring you? God damn I just... <laughs> I just yawned, Kenny, that it was not in response to you. I need your attention at all times. You're doing great. <laughs> Thanks. So, in order to pull that context, I needed to hop over to the audience review section. And I pulled this review from Gustav Markovich 31, published September 12th of 2012. And I quote, being Irish, I was slightly intrigued at the advertisement on Disney, but mostly horrified. The whole concept of the movie is appalling, and a better screenplay could be fished out of a bin in, down in a downtown city dump. A teenager with all the luck in the world and an annoying ego to boot suddenly finds himself inexplicably turning into a leprechaun. With the help of his grandfather and best friend, he has to struggle to find a magic coin from a bucket of them which is in the thieving hands of an evil Valshan. 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 It's... I, I think he's meant to spell Vulcan because they make that <laughs> joke in the movie. And if you're wondering, yeah, I clapped for 45 minutes after I heard that. Read that last <laughs> paragraph. Read that last paragraph and try to do it without gagging. It's hard, isn't it? Well, watching this tripe is even harder. Making about as much sense as a slug learning how to speak fluent French and as entertaining as watching Milk Curdle, this film is a travesty and should never have been allowed the green light. Utterly appalling. Sorry, it is just so damn easy and fun to insult this garbage. I don't look up videos of milk curdling. Is that a thing? What? <laughs> When did this review come out? September 12th, 2012. Okay, so like Damn. way, way after this movie came out. <laughs> did like over 10 years. You know what was a little gross about this movie, though? I understood that this movie was trying to embrace the idea of, you know, where does your family come from? Embracing your heritage. But I would have really enjoyed this movie if it wasn't about an entitled white boy, you know? I, you know? I yeah. knew I knew that we were in for a very fun time whenever the way that they depicted the person of Mexican heritage in the audience was with a giant <laughs> sombrero and a thick black mustache. Yeah. Not so played bad. for laughs. Not just good. straight up <clears throat> that. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming Bonnie was Spanish or Argentinian. I couldn't tell by. I don't know because because at the end she has like her hair in braids, and I couldn't tell if she was an indigenous woman, like Native American. Yeah, and so then but tell. like 
in the the dream she was like in a flamenco dress so i wasn't yeah sure and if i'm and her the actress and the character both share the last name and i really hope disney wasn't lazy and was like ah we can't give her a white name what's your last name lopez perfect we'll go ahead and go with that like i can't help but feel yeah well that 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 sounds yeah and then we'll just stick your last name on it we don't want to confuse people like i it was 2001 good chance that was done we not 100 percent sure but uh i mean for a movie in 2001 especially on disney channel i'm shocked that they had more than one person of color yes yeah yes to that was this around the time of the color of friendship I believe, I believe it this was. movie came out in 2000. Color of Friendship yeah. won an Emmy, I believe. What? Really? Yeah. It won like for children's programming. It won, I believe, a daytime Emmy. No shit. Wow. Yeah. So this had to have been like around the same time. But yeah, it had, unfortunately, this movie. So like, you, it, you know, this centers on, you know, a white boy named Kyle Johnson and then he has the stereotypical best friend who is black. You know, I would much rather have had a movie that centered on him or a person of color, another person of color. Yeah. So, but you know, that's not the movie we're talking about today. The movie we're talking about is Luck of the Irish. So I want to know y'all's thoughts, um, you know, as this movie continued. <clears throat> um, it, it was about... Uh... A little white boy and, and named Kyle. You're right. Named <laughs> Kyle, who is real good at sports and just has everything going his way, which I don't know what white child in the early aughts would have felt that way, you know? You know. Um But it, it just felt um yeah, it was a little strange. And like and I try to be like <clears throat> devil's advocate as to like, well, you know, I'm sure they wanna like know where they come from i guess and and but at the same time i was like i would have rather wanted to know about russell whose father is a professional basketball player by the way yes uh yeah yeah and um or bonnie like how her parents probably were like hey you know we're gonna be strict on you and you gotta get into school and you have to work 10 times as hard and blah 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 i would have much rather learned about her but we didn't we got uh this this kid who's just sad he doesn't know who he is and it turns out he's not just irish but he's a leprechaun well he doesn't know that yet so he asks he asks his parents like where their family is from and the dad goes well we're from cleveland and all obviously so james is not here and we love you james we hope you're getting some much needed r&r but james you really missed out on <laughs> an episode where we talk about ohio in great detail. Green stinger. We see it. Like we see we see the shores of Lake Erie. We we see it. We see Lake Erie right there. And across the way is Ohio. We see it. Yeah, and it made me think of every person from Ohio that I've met when I've asked like, "Oh, what's your background? Like your heritage?" and they're always like, "Oh, I'm from Ohio." And never have I met somebody from Ohio who tells me a differing story like, "Oh, I'm you know, Italian or I'm Mexican. No, it's always been, I'm from Ohio. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're, the parents are being so weird about it in this movie. They're like, we're from Cleveland. And then um, the mom was just like, eat your food, dear. You know, <laughs> like, it was a little sus. Yeah. Having some yeah, and incredibly di- large salad for dinner? Yes. Yeah, like a, a, a vermicelli romaine lettuce salad it was very strange but like the dad gets makes a big old stink about it like there's clearly a dead body whenever the son asks like what's our heritage and the dad's like ah (laughs) ohio like okay you're just making it weirder like it's but i did like the way he played it at the same time son we're recent slave owners like it's not (laughs) It's not that we have that in our past. Like, I was doing this 10 years ago. We like to keep that on the down low. Well, he, <laughs> does give, he does give a talk about America. He's like, here in America, like, being individual, it's all about being an individual. So just yeah. be you, son. This movie like dances on being aware of race so closely. And then there's the one point 
where the grandfather says, we were paid so little whenever we first came over. And then Russell went, at least you guys got paid. (laughs) I missed that. Stop it. I was shocked that that was in <laughs> oh, because that's you, you all have echoed my sentiments exactly, which is I, I, I it, this is about a white kid who chooses to find out about his heritage. And I, it is, I think this is coincidental that there is so much of this movie being about, clearly a straight white kid finding out about his heritage and realizing that other people have to work way harder mm-hmm. for things. I, I think that is coincidental. And also I might not be surprised if you talked with the writers and they would be like, Oh yeah, this was kind of intentional because they, they dance up on the topic of white entitlement so much and I'm I I can't be sure if it's like I said intentional or not, but it's it's so close to being aware of itself. Yeah, I think the conversation between uh, Kyle and Bonnie, like when Kyle's having a really bad day because he lost his lucky coin, <laughs> and sh- and she's just like, you know, all all of this is because of luck. You know, and 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 then she's talking about how I don't know if it was in that scene or just throughout the movie, like uh, she's in all these organizations and stuff because she wants to get into a good school. Yeah. And how her parents won't let her play basketball, which is what she wants to do because they want her to get into a good school. And this is junior high. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and- like more more sparks of conversation on that, and Russell, like we get little snippets of Russell too, like how his dad just kind of like is kind of you know big on on him playing basketball, and he's always concerned about how tall he's getting, and and just like show little more snippets. We don't give a damn about Kyle. We we don't. Yeah, I could well, care I- less about I could care less about a white guy named Kyle. I'm sorry if I wanted if I wanted to date a man named Kyle, I would have swiped right on a guy holding a fish on on Bumble or any other <laughs> dating app. But those are automatic left swipes for me. Olivia, can you build me a dating profile on Bumble? Yes, I'd I'd gladly I gladly will do that. Nice. Awesome. I'm gonna take. I gotta get some new photos. Got to get some thirst traps, Kenny. Yeah. What is yeah. it? We'll there work on it. We'll there work on it. Bonus, bonus, bonus content for the Patreon. But bonus uh, oh, one, one, one scene that I thought was hilarious. So, okay, let's think of it this way. So when Kyle looks up the last name Johnson on, on the internet, and I'm just like, okay, one, you're so stupid because that's probably one of the most common last names. And then I go, you know, all of this would have been resolved if like 20 years later he had just done a 23 and me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, where do I come from? Well, just listen to a podcast and you can get 23 and me for 25% off your first order. <laughs> 23 and eek! White entitlement. <laughs> <laughs> And then Bonnie comes over and's like, "Yeah, no luck, huh?" She's like, "Wow, four million pages." I'm like, <laughs> "There was no real concept of the internet in early 2000." And then he didn't know his mom's maiden name either, which was <laughs> like, "Come on!" <laughs> and then I, don't, I, I can't say this. Was this insulting to Irish people? Does can anybody here say that? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Every single Iris person is is talking. Hi to tighty tighty toy. Hi to toy. Have some taters. Have some potatoes. I I'm certainly not. I'm certainly not Irish, but whenever every single depiction of an Irish person is not only just like slightly Irish, but just uh, kiss the Blarney Stone. Uh, kiss me, I'm drunk. Irish. Then, then there becomes a problem. Yeah, because like it, it, it was, it was a lot, and like, 
And I thought I thought the step dancing was cool. I don't know if that's oh, yeah. insulting. I thought I thought that was super cool. And I think Saint of the Step is just a cool name, if I'm being honest. Like just just a dope ass name. But um honestly, um all in all, it's a it's a strange movie, but there's some Aaron boys in here. Big oh. big fan of the grandpa. Big fan yes. of the grandpa. The grandpa's an Aaron's boy? Who is Absolutely. That? Oh he's my a little, gosh. He's a small statured man and who just gives it all his give it all he's got. And uh I can't why can I not remember his name? But Seamus, definitely an Aaron's boy if you've seen his recent oh. headshots. Timothy Odmanson. Odmanson, yes. there we go. Yes. I mean And if, uh the coach. I, the coach is also I was, a The coach? Yeah. I didn't even did we oh yes yeah like brief snippets of him I was like I was trying I was he, trying to remember he was, who he was he was the decom coach for just like anytime decom needed a coach he was the guy dang and, I need to I need to watch now <laughs> and he uh, he hosts a a biker show now like yeah while he's he's got an oxygen tank but he's still the narrator of a. A motorcycle documentary and wow. very much Aaron boy energy you go dude keep keep it mm. up the grandpa is played by Henry Gibson the grandfather's name is Riley O'Reilly which if if you're wondering if it's offensive to Irish people there's a character named Riley O'Reilly so you know you contextualize that as you will and Seamus I feel like Seamus is like the Juan of like stereotypical Probably. characters certainly uh timothy omenson uh i probably talked about gallivant on this podcast before it but might have you, been the black beauty episode that th that I that think it was probably if you have not watched gallivant what are you doing with your life go throw yourself off a roof because gallivant's just delightful yeah gallivant anyone Anyone? Olivia? I didn't. I didn't Anyone? watch Gallivant, but I know Timothy Odmanson because he plays Detective Carl Lasseter on Psych, and he's yep. kind of like the straight man. And I, I love his character so much. You gotta. He's, he's a Olivia, great character actor. Aaron, you gotta watch Gallivant. You gotta watch, watch Gallivant. I'm going to watch it this weekend. I'll do that. Where's Where it on? I think Where it's can on. I find it. I think it's on Netflix. Ooh! It was. Are you are you familiar with Gallivant? Outside of me talking like, about it, I think you just what you've mentioned. What you mentioned, and it was like it's uh, singing, and it's kind of like the Middle Ages. Yeah, where it doesn't look like it's. Where is it? Apparently, it's not on Netflix anymore. But it's worth it. I watch it. So Tim Timothy Odmanson. So yeah, he he is kind of like the the big ticket actor in this film. And Odmanson oh. is just a perfect character actor. He is. His eyes are just like the first thing that grab you. The eyes, man. Odmanson uh, did fantastic in this. Um, big fan of his. Uh, he's a very strikingly handsome man. And then when we get him into his leprechaun. Look, I was kind of a fan of it. I kind of would have wanted a little bit more. Yeah. Give us a sequel. Give us give us uh Seamus's revenge. Like Halloween exactly. Town 2. He's at he's a he's he arises from Lake Erie, Ohio. <laughs> Luck of the Irish 2, Calabar's Revenge. Seamus <laughs> Back in the habit. Seamus <laughs> is salty, like the Emerald Isle of potato chips. <laughs> that was too long of a title, but you know. Ah, no, we'll get watch. It there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you won. Oh man, it 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 was just uh, honestly his his piece. Just anything he was in, and I, I really liked the the games part, like where they were out, like. Doing some of the old Irish games, I liked that. But I did too. Yes, 
what would have much rather done a better story on Bonnie or Russell. Oh, yeah, for sure. This, this movie also, because I don't know if you folks know this, but I'm white. And one of the things that I get to do is I get to choose how I identify. Because it very much felt growing up that white was not a culture, even though I know that very much white is a culture, which is primarily my culture is just stealing other cultures. But growing up, I was just like, oh, man, I don't have any culture at all. Like, I have no heritage at all. There's nothing for me back there. So I could definitely say I've got uh, a 16th of Cherokee blood in me. Uh, I'm Scottish. I I get to be literally whatever I, I want to identify as because I'm white and I get to I, I get to have that privilege and it never gets to be held against me as opposed to literally anyone else. Yeah. It, that's why I kind of was, go ahead, Kenny. Oh, I was just going to say if this movie was just, I think like five or 10% smarter, there would have been something profound in, and I certainly the awareness was not, there especially for a disney channel original movie that us white folks do indeed have a culture we are not the neutral people that has been contextualized by the dominant society here in america we have a culture we have a heritage and we are not absent in fact we are the reason we feel like we have no culture or heritage is because we are the dominant culture and heritage. And there is a problem in that. And because everything that gets to come easily to us, everyone else has to work 10 times harder for, which is like said in this movie, but it's just like, it just needs like a little bit more like have, have, uh, Ryan Merriman. I forget what his character's name is. I just know him as Ryan Merriman. Kyle. Yep. Kyle. Wow. Yeah, because he was such a white bread name. Uh, have him feel just like a little bit of not necessarily guilt or shame, but like be able to use his luck for other people. Yeah, that yeah. would have been that would have been really cool. I mean, you can make the argument like devil's advocate that this was a this was also set in like junior high, which is that age where you're just so self-absorbed. Uh, anyway because you're going through so many changes um but again like yeah i i think having him just be more aware that it doesn't like not everything comes so easily for other people like especially for people of color who have to work twice if not 10 times as harder just to get half of what you know usually white men get which is like that exact thing that you said is like stated in the movie like that's that's text but i feel like it's just like a little bit needs to be connected just a little bit more oh for Uh, sure but maybe if it was connected just a little bit more it would feel like a baseball over the head or some other irish sport to the face uh a shillelagh it would be the shillelagh to the face I, I knew that only because a an old wrestler I watched when I was a kid would walk in with a, a shillelagh and he was like a stereotypical Irishman. It's, a, it's an Irish walking stick. I learned that. I got to tell you this story. Uh, three years ago, as I probably assaulted you with this story in the past, I went to Ireland with my grandmother. And my grandmother is very cheap. And she wanted a shillelagh. We had rented a car. And instead of actually purchasing a shillelagh, she had me pull over to the side of the road and just get a big stick. Because <laughs> it's a walking stick, right? Like it's yeah. something to help like, keep your balance and stuff? Yeah. Uh, but there, I just no craftsmanship. She just had me pulled over to the side of the road and just get this big stick. And that's the shillelagh that she took home for my cousin Steve. My God, <laughs> she took it on the airplane. I I would not be surprised 
if that was uh, just dispensed with at some point, because my my grandmother also did not understand that you just can't. There's so many things that you can't take on the plane, like liquid, like that thought. Like she couldn't yeah. take bottles of water onto the plane, uh, but she was like, "But it's in it's in this bottle," and I'm just like, "I I understand. This is absurd, and also they're just going to throw it away." Oh my god! I just uh, did, did your cousin ever find out that it was just a big stick from the side of the road? I think if he just looked at it, he probably would have been able to see that this was not fashioned by craftsmen. Because it was literally just a branch. <laughs> I got this from the old highway. I mean, it's it's, it's from Ireland. <laughs> the old side of the yeah. road. <laughs> it's an Irish stick, at least. So it's. <laughs> oh man, that's. But I I will say like, like I, I for me as a man of, I like for me I identify as Mexican. Like when people ask me or Chicano, that I think that's probably what I'd go with first. I'd say Chicano, nice. and then I would say Mexican after that. But like I have that identity. But I've always been kind of curious, like how white folks kind of see it. Like, and and Kenny, would you say that's kind of like a predominant thing? Is just to say, oh, I'm American. Like, because because that's how I've always kind of like gone with it. Basically, since this movie, like how Kyle's parents identified from the get go of saying, oh, we're American, where, you know, our ancestors are from Buffalo. I can only speak from my experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am a pretty progressive. So, you know, um, it wasn't even just I identify as American. It was just I don't have anything. I, I, I have no heritage. I have no culture. This is what I am. This I my my path like I my last name is Madison. I knew that I was related to the president. That that's it. And honestly, it felt like there was no absence of heritage or culture there because it was all there. Hmm. Yeah. Unlike what this movie bends over backwards to say that Kyle is missing his heritage or culture. For me, I just never felt that absence it never felt like i was looking for anything because i was already like my identity was basically i was a winner (laughs) Mm. Mm. i see yeah Yeah. i talked about this in the selena episode but like when i was growing up you know i and i'm i'm a pretty fair-skinned latina woman (laughs) and but when i was growing up i knew that you know my olive skin tone if anything was a little bit darker than you know, your typical white kid. And so I always, like, I would see nothing but, like, on in media, just representation, just, like, white children being the focal point, the person of color being the best friend. And then on, like, marketing-wise, like, for Barbies, like, Barbie mm-hmm. was, like, the most, you know, coveted. Like, you, yeah, you had maybe Teresa, the brunette, you know, who's also still white, um, but then you have, and then when, you know, like they would have like black Barbies or black Bratz dolls, which I, I did end up getting, uh, or, and then like Bratz, they had like, well, I think when the Bratz dolls came out, they had, um, they actually had Hispanic Latina, uh, dolls. So those were the ones I got because I was like, wow, this girl kind of looks like me. And it was just one of those things though, when I was watching this movie now as a, as a 27 year old, you know, it's just, I, I look back at like you know how i viewed heritage and and as i got older and as i asked my parents like you know where both sides of like our family come from it was something that once i found that out um i began to like really embrace it and that became something that like now um now it's something i'm just so proud of and um it's so funny because my my dad so there's this there's this um catchphrase that we say in our family so we say cuban sensation that's redundant and so my dad, like anytime I post about like some kind of, <laughs> I know, I know it's so cute. That's but it's delightful. So, it's so funny because every time I post like, you know, on social media of like an achievement, he'll put Cuban sensation and he expects me to put that's redundant, <laughs> but he's done it so much that my friends who like have maybe never <gasps> even met my dad, like they know what Cuban sensation is. 
because my dad comments on it all the time. Aww. And so it's some, it's just like every time um, every time we say that, it just kind of elicits this sense of pride or even like on my mom's side, yeah. you know, my mom is Mexican-American. And so, you know, when we're uh, when we're preparing like food, uh, certain foods are just like. I don't know. It just, and just being with, I, I, I am surrounded with a lot of like my relatives from my mom's side. It's just one of those things. We just like really embrace it. So yeah, I was really curious um, just because this movie focuses on like background and heritage and, mm -hmm. and um, I, I have to say as a 27 year old, it really spoke to me seeing it from a different lens. I mean, finally you get to see into a uh, young white boys vantage point. Finally, Olivia. <laughs> I know, I know. And you know what's funny? Confession. Like, I liked them white boys growing up, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, like, <laughs> I I totally get where you're coming from on that, Olivia, because I'm, I'm fair-skinned as well. Like, I, I think, like, when you say Latino or Chicano or Cubano or Mexicano, anything like that, your automatic go-to is a darker-skin-toned person um you know thick black hair thick black mustache just all those features as and they showed in the beginning of this film the dude. man with the giant commonly oversized trump i almost sombrero. threw my laptop across the room but whatever like, <laughs> like it it's like that's your go-to and you know for many cultures and many races and many heritages there's there's different you know it's a it's a spectrum of, of like skin tones of course and i felt that same way because like i remember like growing up i was like well, those folk, I don't look like a Mexican. I remember thinking that early on and, and, and I was like, so I guess I'm white, I guess. Like I, mm -hmm. you know, I just figured that's my heritage and, and it's going to sound weird, but I remember thinking about it really on the, uh, big fat Greek wedding episode. That was one of the first times where I was like, oh, you can be quote unquote white skinned or light skinned and you're of, you know, you're, you have a heritage or a background to it. And and it, it's always kind of been something that I do kind of like once, you know, full fledged embraced, you know, my, my Mexican heritage. And, and I and I that's where I get that curiosity from. And I remember I was on a uh, work trip and I was in Phoenix for uh, two weeks and we were there for the weekend. And like everybody that was there for like our class, I was like, hey, we'll barbecue and we'll get all this, you know, uh, we'll get together and we'll just feed a bunch of people. And the ones who were cooking, it was me and these th two guys from Florida. And uh, one of them was uh, Puerto Rican background and one of them was Cuban background. And I, I'd never met, you know, somebody from Puerto Rico or from Cuba, like in person at that point. And they had never met a Mexican at that point. And I was like, I'm Mexican. It's not a big deal. Like, I'm from Texas. We're all over. And they were like, well, it's the same thing for us from Miami. We're like... Mm -hmm. Puerto Rico and Cuba, it's, you know, it's, there, there's a lot of us over there. And it was just like really cool. And I remember there was this guy from Louisville, Kentucky, and he's like, normally I'm a vegetarian, but I, I want to embrace y'all's culture and learn about y'all. So I want to eat y'all's food and I want to eat y'all's chicken and I want to eat y'all's, y'all's beef. And, and like, to me, that was like so touching where he was just like, I, you know, this is a big part of who y'all are and where you come from, which it is, I will say is. As you guys have probably come over to my house before, one of the first mm -hmm. things I ask is like, hey, can I give you something to eat? Like, that's just what I like to do. I like to grill. I like to do that. So just for him to just kind of like do that, I'm just like, wow, that's just an appreciation of, of cultures and, and and just heritages. And which is like why I think I'm a sucker for this movie. I think that just a long winded way for me to say I'm a sucker for this. movie. It, it's got a whole lot of things wrong with it and it's about a, a white boy who's like when what am i i get it i totally understand <laughs> but for disney's first crack at hey you know heritage identity and race identity i'm a sucker for it and you know they they did a horrible depiction of a mexican in the very first 20 seconds <laughs> of this did, movie they did him dirty man but uh i, I still and, am a sucker and for also it. i yeah it's 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 very there are so many problems and also name one other movie whose target audience is for kids that is broaching the topic of white entitlement yeah like, yeah that's true <laughs> barbie just did a youtube video about it this year uh, talking about white Dude. entitlement and white privilege so i mean yeah this Rocks movie barbie. was starting strong yeah 
even the depiction of Kyle, I forgot his name again, even the depiction of Kyle as he is culture neutral, but he's still white. Like that's, that that's the operating point that we still as a society are operating from. Like whenever you are the absence of a background, you are still a straight white man. That's, if you want to be a blank template, that's what you are, which is not great. As opposed to if this if this movie was still the exact same movie, but Russell was still, but Russell was the protagonist, but he was like, guess what? You're Irish, and this movie unfolds exactly the same way, but it's still Russell. Uh, that would be he. That would be like no, that, like that's it. Let's talk about me now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I thought was funny was so that conversation where the grandpa's car, the granda. Um, his car broke down and they're all like in the rain and they're all getting mad at each other because there's like a lack of luck and like Bonnie is like the one who delivers the rallying cry about like how the Irish were able to overcome uh, everything because of hard work and as Americans you know that's how we're able to get over like any obstacle and then the rain stops <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it had, it had not occurred to anyone in that family to go walk to get help. Like the, the grandfather's solution was, I'll try harder to get the roof on my convertible. It, 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 and the dad's solution was, maybe I could find a gas station. I could walk to a gas station to find a tire. <laughs> but And also, as dumb and silly as that is, like, that just speaks to, and again, I don't think that this is intentional, but also I would not be surprised if the writers were like, oh, yeah, we were trying to talk about this in the most subtle terms. Like, yeah. that's why you're white entitlement. If it's not able to be done for you, then dummies like me are like, how are you going to do it? And literally anyone else is like, well, just try. Have the, just... have, <laughs> no. have the woman of color be the one who delivers that speech. Yeah. I have Telling... this problem. Per person of color, can you tell me what you would do? Go to the gas station. Yeah. Uh, on, huh. on the pro side, there is more than one main character that is a person of color. Yes. On the other hand, both people of color serve to help out the white protagonist yeah. find out more <laughs> about their own heritage. To get his shit together. Yeah. <laughs> he stares at a computer screen and Bonnie's like, oh, he big dumb. Let me go help. Let me. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it's... But, but Seamus is sideburns, though. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh killer. Oh, my gosh. And, big, and gra big 90s granddad's, granddad's beard. Big fan of that. Ska soundtrack. Big fan of that. Oh yeah, we had a ska a ska runaway scene. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. So so not. Oh god. Like again, cultural identity crisis between ninety eight and two thousand three. Because <laughs> this movie, I, I yeah, it just it it was it's a strange talking point that Disney. To be honest, I feel like has I have not kept up with DCOMs, obviously, but I feel How like they haven't gone anywhere from here. I feel like it's still very much white kids and white kid problems. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, right? and then I I can say that since high school, the High School Musical franchise, which by the way, check out that episode; it's great. Um, great since episode. then, everything can be solved with the power of music and singing. Yep. You know, and as a musician, like, LOL, like, <laughs> I like, but like all the DCOMs now are focused on that. And then they have like their own soundtrack. And it's just like, why? I don't know. I mean, I, it, I forget. I was listening to some podcast and they were talking about kids media now. And the large proportion of them, as opposed to potentially kids media while we were when we were kids was kids media when we were kids was just kids being kids and getting up into shenanigans and a lot of kids media now is how do i get famous as quickly as possible because yeah. i need to be famous so i can have money and be rich yeah and i i know i carly kind of 
started that, right? She, I know that's Nickelodeon, but it was a show about a girl who has a vlog. Yeah. Right? iCarly, big time Rush. Oh, uh, Victorious. Oh, Victorious, yeah. Actually, some of the songs on there are like slap, and that's where Ariana Grande <laughs> was Yeah. On. She uh she had her red hair at the time, right? That's all I really know. Yeah, they had to they had to uh, I read this interview where she had to dye her hair, I think like every week or every other week and it ruined Ooh. like it ruined her like natural hair. So Oh, poor girl. Know. What's her know. natural hair color? Uh brunette, right? I think it was I think it was I think she was brunette and then now it's like you know that like light brunette blonde or whatever because of how many times she's dyed it but um but yeah the things that the the things that are are the children's media like ariana grande straight up does brown face right i don't i don't know because if i'm not mistaken too her last name is not grande it's grandy i think it's uh grandy putera right yeah i don't know if so she's, i don't know if she's like got a little bit of latina or if she's also I don't know. It's a good question. I don't yeah, know. She slaps. I, I, I like. I like her music. So her. Yeah. Did, I just know she that do... she's been accused of cultural appropriation. Ariana Grande Butera. Oh, she did have Donut Gate, where she said, "Yeah, like I hate America or whatever." But it was, you know. And then licked a donut, right? Licked a donut. Yeah. Grande is of Italian descent. And she refers to herself as an Italian-American of half-Sicilian and half-Abruzzese descent. So she's Italian? She's Italian. And Woo, here she is at the premiere of Shrek Forever After, and she is white. <laughs> and are they saying that she, like, dons darker-skinned makeup? I've, I've, I've seen that definitely. argument. Yeah. Well, I know Trisha Paytas like went straight up brown face like a few weekends ago, and she was dancing to Selena, and she put on like straight up like brown foundation, and and like over the top like like over the top features just to like dance to that song, and everybody's like, "That's not what you're supposed to do. It's not good." Yeah, it's, but yeah, like, I mean, decom, and that's kind of what I'm interested in for this month is just to see how decoms, because we, I think we can all agree being a child actor is incredibly difficult. And for some, you can never escape that. No good. Very bad. Don't do it. Yeah. I mean, poor Britney Spears. I mean, it's, it's a different side of the spectrum, but she still does not have her own life and she is still imprisoned in her own father's clutches like it, it's a it's a tough sell it's a tough i think hillary duff is the only person i can think hillary of duff, that is what a queen <laughs> is still like of sound everything she she I, seems to be okay joseph gordon levitt jody foster oh yeah true oh yeah uh yeah. there's someone but the, they Culkin seems good now yeah he seems now he does now yeah. he's clean yeah but like of the decom or the Disney Channel kids, yeah. Well, Zac Efron's doing okay. He's doing okay. Vanessa Hudgens is doing the Netflix Christmas movie thing. You know, she and she had the, the Grease performance. Yeah, she overcame the nude photo scandal from that. Like the early, she aughts. was the first one I can remember. And I remember then, I was like yeah. in fifth or sixth grade when that came out, and that was like the first time I think I'd heard of like leaked nudes kind of thing. Yeah. The first time that you thought that women could be naked. I was like, what? What? They, they wear and there's clothes, just, like, though. There's like this like instant shaming of like the woman, of, of course, because yeah. she's the one who's undressed. Um, but and then and then now you then you can make that argument. Well, uh, Miley Cyrus has like transformed just like time and time again. You know, there was that brief yeah. period in 2013 where people were. Well, okay, here's this argument. So in 2013, she goes through the bangers era, and people have accused her of appropriating black culture. Yes. Yeah. So um, now she's like in this like glam rock era. And honestly, she should have been like, she, she was, I think she's finally in her niche because her voice suits 
that genre so well. Um, uh, yeah, I do like some of her new song. And I will say what sucks for her is your dad's Billy Ray Cyrus. Unfortunately, your genre is picked for you at that point. Yeah. Like, who grows up and says they want to be called Hannah Montana? <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, I think it was like, oh, your daddy's Billy Ray Cyrus. You got to be a country star. And she probably was kind of fighting it. So she probably had a huge identity crisis. And yeah. And she, she, she's had some rough patches, but she's, she's gone through it. But I mean, Lindsay Lohan, I think is kind of seen as the, you know, child actress, you know, don't, don't do it. Cause then you'll end up like Lindsay Lohan kind of thing. Yeah. And then Amanda Bynes, like, Ooh, yeah. By the way, if you're on Patreon, I just covered what a girl wants. Uh, so for $2 <laughs> a month, you can access that commentary. It's perfection. Nice plug. Speaking of trying to find your way in an audience, let's play the Rotten Tomatoes game. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. Boom, da, boom, boom, splat. Dig it. The Rotten Tomatoes game is based off of the website Rotten Tomatoes, a film review aggregator that takes all submitted film reviews, averages them out by a pass-fail system, then assigns a percentage on how many people might think a movie is either fresh or rotten. This is not a score that a film is X percent good. It is only a score of how many people liked it. I will be asking for one score today because we do not have a critical score whatsoever, period, and then a rare head-to-head bout for control of the podcast we have olivia slapping suarez against aaron the coward salinas i would have just used toilet paper hoarder again (laughs) the coward toilet paper hoarder they're the same thing sure uh whoever runs away from a fight first which i mean to be fair it would probably be me (laughs) uh yeah out of 5,211 audience ratings, uh, starting with Olivia, give me the audience score for The Luck of the Irish without going under. So I think that people gener- like generally like this movie, like Aaron, um, like where they're aware of what the flaws are as they grow older. Um, so I'm gonna, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the benefit of the doubt and say 65%. 65%. She's got clear reasoning for that 65%, but can Aaron block those slaps coming from the slapper herself? I thought going to say Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Aaron? Yeah, I, I. the thing is, like, like, I didn't really know the problems until I got older, which is a lot of... Just, you could put that in my memoir. Um, I feel like people were like me, like, yeah, I liked it. And then rewatched it when Disney plus came out and we're like, hold on. I don't want to put my name in a positive light next to this movie. So I feel like they were a little harsher. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say a number and that number is going to be said right now, which is, I'm going to say 42, 42%. Now, Aaron, a reminder, this is for the podcast. You are playing for ownership of the podcast. If you do not win this, Olivia gets the podcast. Man, Is it an LLC stable- that anybody owns? Well, Basically, Olivia will. If she owns. TV. Yeah. <laughs> and similarly, Aaron could own this if he wins. A reminder, you can change your vote, but you have to donate $10 to charity. That's not a bad plan, that. But I, I feel, I feel. Well, now it's going to be said that I don't want to donate to charity. Um, I, <laughs> I'm going to keep my number where it's at. I will still donate, though. Well, that's a first. No, he doesn't. He doesn't do it every week. He he instead does meth, which is the fourth rule that we have. Don't do math. Yeah, Aaron is uh, the only host that actually goes around two charities and goes, I'm hungry. Can I have some food? <laughs> Please, sir. Can I have some more? And so he actively takes food away from people that need it. And then do uh, meth in front of them after selling said food. That's right. Uh, anyways, Olivia is correct. The correct answer is 
Wowza. Wow. Wow. So I, just, I'd be curious to know how recent those reviews are too. And if a lot of them would be like, hey, my bad. Watch this 20 years later. My bad. Watch this in 2020. Yeah, not, uh, not the best. Well, Certainly. I can now say that Shame Watch is a part of Slap and Swat as Productions. <laughs> uh, and as uh, the new owner of Shame Watch LLC, you do get access to the rules that say that you can penalize anyone that loses this game, along with any outstanding donations that they said that they would be willing to make on top of the possible charities. Yeah, man. No, I, I think there's. Well, Kenny, you can't be that person because you are the person who moderates the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, no, game. I I run the game, and, of course. And and James isn't here. Yeah, he's and not I, here. I'm giving and out no toilet paper. I'm giving no toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forced to donate. Wow, so charitable, Aaron. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I can't do it because I own Shame Watch and Shame yeah. Watch TV. She owns it. I, I own all of you. Yeah, she's the boss. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ask my friend Baron Molinas. <laughs> well, anyway, that's been our episode of Shame Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rocking theme song, and to James Garcia for our artwork. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Do you have nice. suggestions, questions, comments, or general tomfoolery? Do you want to contribute to the pod? Send it our way. Visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at ShameWatchPod so we can talk with you. Finally, you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com shamewatch. It does cost money to put out superb content like this pod, so even a $1 donation can make a huge difference. So, Kenny, baby-faced Kenny, who has a baby filter on Zoom... What can our patrons, if they're deciding which tier to select, what can they get at the $2 level, $2 a month level? At the $2 a month level, you get your name read aloud each episode of the podcast, unlike other Patreons. Contribute a film to our Listener's Choice episode that happens each month. You can tell us what the heck you want to hear on our movie commentaries that we're doing. Tell us. We want to hear. We need to make content. And... There's a big one. What? A big there's there's something else that listeners you, can get. You get to listen to our movie commentaries? No, there's something else. It's not on the I host I, I host it. <sighs> Tell Shame James to TV. change it. Yes, James thank needs you, to put Aaron. it on there. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. So at two dollars a month you can access the Shame Watch TV episodes. Y'all, the Bachelorette. I keep telling y'all every week it's getting wild, and this last week was pretty great. Uh, Aaron, what can listeners get at the $5 a month level? Uh, they can get everything that we just went over, along with behind the scenes, take a listen to what we are talking about before. Yeah. You get the the bits. At the the bits, level. the juicy bits yes. in the beginning. The That's bits. what it is. We do talk about a lot of stuff uh, before we record these podcast episodes. But at the seven dollar level, and we were talking about it um, before we before we recorded today, uh, the seven dollar level is the behind the scenes content. So I, I know Aaron's got some behind the scenes that he plans to post at some point. But yes, and then we've got one more level. That's the ten dollar month level, and you get everything at the lower tiers, and you get a picture of one of the host's feet, not mine or not <laughs> James, and you get a haiku written by James or Aaron. So those are really great perks, guys. Don't sleep on those. Um, but we do want to thank the patrons who do contribute every month. So let's go ahead and get started with that. Kenny Mad Kenny Madison. Of Austin, Texas. Aaron O. Salinas. Of Austin, Texas. Gene Fight. Of Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith. Of Leander, Texas. Bradley McPherson. Of Tulsa, OK. Jennifer Steinberg. Of Austin, Texas. Heraclio Gonzalez. Of Austin, Texas. Ian Keegan. Of Gillette, Wyoming. Danny Cantu. Of Austin, of San Marcos, Texas. Miranda Suarez. 
of San Antonio, Texas. Irene Suarez. Of San Antonio, Texas. Nolan Barger. <laughs> of Oklahoma City. Okay. Abel Acuna. Of Austin, Texas. The Consave. Of Stephenville, Texas. Ilana Cuomo. Holly? Holly. Yes. Oh, yeah, of Austin, Texas. That is and, correct. And our newest patron, Rebecca Trejo. Ah. Um, Houston, Aust- Texas. Houston, from the H. Uh, Texas. H-Town. So, yes. Uh, Thank you guys for contributing every month. It means so much to us. Um, But until next time, our watch has now ended. Dive at your own risk.